Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is parasites, parasitic people. That's what we're going to talk about today. Parasitic people. Yes, vampires, blood suckers. Not in the literal sense, but sometimes in the literal sense, where you have people who are using other people as their hosts. A parasite is an entity that feeds off another being, another person. They live off of them. They depend on them for their very existence. They're constantly taking everything from this host and not contributing anything back. That's what we're talking about today, parasites. And we have different types of parasites. We are very familiar with the physical parasites. We have animals and entities and beings and microorganisms that physically live off others. They're physically taking away their nutrients, basically is food that keeps them alive. Or they're taking air, the oxygen or carbon monoxide, whatever air they breathe. They're taking it from the host, right? Whatever it is that they need to physically sustain their lives, physically, they're using. Now, we're very familiar with these type of physical parasites. They just come and they just take, all right? And we do have some physical parasites on our physical bodies. They live in our bodies. We don't really want those type of parasites on us because again, based on the nature of a parasite, its job is to take. It's not giving anything back. It's not giving anything back. It's not contributing anything to the wellness of the host. If anything, it's taking away and it's creating an imbalancement or it's creating a void. It's creating a problem because where it's taking It's not replenishing it. And because of that, the host is deprived of something or is deficient or insufficient of something because that parasite is taking away from the host. So that's why it's not a good thing to have a physical parasite. Okay, we have physical parasites in our intestines. Sometimes if we go and drink some contaminated water, right? We go to a river, we go to a lake. Even sometimes, you know, uh, rainwater can contain some parasites, okay? We drink it and we take in that parasite. And that parasite can go and live in our stomach, in our intestine. Sometimes it migrates to different parts of our bodies, Sometimes it can even go to the brain and create all type of problems, psychological problems or neurological problems. You can't focus, you can't concentrate, right? So we do have parasites in our bodies. So how do we find out if we have parasites in our bodies? We find out sometimes by accident. We don't even know we have 
physical parasites in our bodies. We may have tapeworms and, you know, all type of microbes just feeding off of us. We may not know. We usually discover them by accident. If we go to a doctor and they do a blood work, they take urine samples, they take some type of biopsy, maybe then they realize, wait a minute, you have a parasite in your body. You have a parasite that's living off of you, just feeding off you, just just, just taking your nutrient. Some people, they have symptoms. That's how they eventually find out that they have a parasite. They have symptoms. Now, one of the symptoms may be that they're losing weight. They're eating a lot of food, but they're not gaining any weight. That parasite is interfering with them absorbing their food or is literally sitting in their stomach and eating the food. All right. This is how they find out they have a parasite. It's a symptom. Some people have pain in their body. They feel something crawling underneath their skin. And when they go to the doctor, they find out they have a parasite or something's in their ears. All right. Something's just causing them to have a headache. And when they go to the doctor, they take an MRI or a brain scan. Then they see that they are parasites living in the body. So if you have symptoms of a diseased state, you're uncomfortable. Okay, you're itchy. Your skin is crawling. Something is protruding out of your body. Something is growing. Then you know you have the symptoms. So you know that you have a physical parasite. All right, now for physical parasites, the great news is that they do have medicine. Whether you're drinking it, you're consuming that medicine, and it goes in your body and it kills all the parasites. Okay, now they have injections where you can inject things into your body. The doctor can give you a prescription that's injectable or it's topical where you put it on your skin and it eliminates the parasite. Or they may have to perform surgery to literally cut it open to go get something out. All right. So people do have physical parasites that is in their bodies and they're living with it and it's causing them to have all type of problems. Okay. Parasite. Now you may not notice the problems. Obviously there may be symptoms, physical symptoms or some type of cognitive symptom. You maybe you're you're thinking a certain way in, in the case of a brain parasite, okay? You're confused, you know, your, your, your vision is, is, is cloudy and, you know, you feel like you can't focus, you're losing your memory. That could be because of a parasite in your brain, all right? Other parasites, you have a stomachache, you have diarrhea, you're vomiting. There's a parasite in your stomach or your digestive tracts or you have tapeworms, you're itching all the time down there in the anal area, then you know there's a problem. But we do have other types of parasites besides physical. Most people are very familiar with the physical parasites, but they don't know that there's other types of parasites. All right, and that's what we're going to be focused on today. The same way that we have physical parasites, we can have mental parasites. We can have emotional parasites. We can have spiritual parasites. 
We can. And that's what we're going to be exploring today. What are these parasites? All right. And the bottom line is that people sometimes could be parasitic, meaning that they can act like a parasite, right? Not in a literal sense, but we're talking about symbolically. They're doing things to you, okay, that behaves as if they are a parasite because they're draining you. All right, so let's go ahead on and talk about the mental parasites, okay? We do have mental parasites, and those mental parasites are called negative thoughts, irrational thoughts, limited beliefs or limiting beliefs. Intrusive thoughts. All those things are called mental parasites. Okay? Propaganda. Brainwashing. All those things are called mental parasites. Alright? There are millions of mental parasites. Because every negative word... And that's the case. We can have billions of mental parasites because each negative word can serve as if it's a parasite. It has a life of its own. Every time you're entertaining negativity, whether you're thinking of a word or you're thinking of a phrase, you're thinking of a sentence, of a paragraph, it doesn't matter the combination of those words. The fact is, as long as you conceive of a word that is negative, right? And that word is implanted in your conscious mind or your subconscious mind. It won't go anywhere. It's there. And it has a life of its own. It's constantly feeding off of you. Mentally, it's disturbing you. It's robbing you of your happiness and your joy and your peace of mind. Okay, it is considered to be a mental parasite. You have an idea, a concept, a perspective, a mind virus. We call it a mental virus. That comes in and distorts your thinking. You cannot think clearly. You always looking at things from a negative perspective. You always thinking the worst case scenarios. You always thinking about something that's evil. Something that's diabolical. Something that is traumatic something that is detrimental to your well-being, then you have a mental parasite. You have a mental parasite. Okay? Now, how do we get mental parasites? The same way we get physical parasites. Now, physical parasites, they have to enter your body. There has to be a point of entrance, whether it is your mouth It's a cut, a wound, anywhere in your body. It could be through your sexual organs, your urethra, or your anus. There has to be a point of entrance. 
all right now microscopic parasites you can actually breathe them in you're eating you're breathing you're taking it in all right the same way you can get a mental parasite you have to bring it in you got to take it in and how do you do that okay again through your senses we can pick up mental parasites through us listening that is the number one way through the listening we're listening to things that are negative things that are destructive things that are violent things that are tragic things that are bad so if we're constantly listening to things whether it's the news we're constantly feeding ourselves that whether it's music whether it's books and magazines we're reading all right so we could use our senses to transport the mental parasites into our minds okay again we can hear it we can see it we can feel it any way that you take in negativity into your mind okay that is definitely a way that you can contract a mental parasite through your hearing through your sight to your feeling you could touch something all right you could touch something and your brain interprets it and it's like whoa i'm feeling something that's bad and a mental parasite can enter that way because that feeling is translated into a thought and so therefore you start thinking negative like people get triggered and they had an incident that happened to them some type of traumatic experience and they associate something with a negative thought they can associate a scent a smell with a negative thought so every time they smell something it produces a negative thought that's the trigger every time they touch something the different texture it can actually produce a negative thought because it's association they connect that experience okay with a negative thought <clears throat> So we could literally bring in negative thoughts through our senses besides our hearing and our sight. So we really have to guard ourselves. Yes, we have to guard our minds. We have to protect our minds from the mental parasites of the world. If you're constantly feeding yourself negative thoughts, constantly watching negative imagery listening to negativity whether it's negative music people talking and cursing and saying all kind of negative things condemning and just putting out negativity into the world and you are taking it in so we have to guard our minds we have to protect our sanity because once we consume these negative thoughts we bring them into our consciousness whether it be conscious or unconsciously then they're implanted in our minds and they're not going anywhere they're not going anywhere you're going to have to do a mental detox you're going to have to 
do a cleansing in order for you to get rid of the mental parasites that you have implanted in there or other people have implanted in your mind. Again, any type of program, any type of belief system, okay? If you believe in something that is causing you to suffer, something that's causing you to doubt yourself, something that's destroying your self-image, your self-esteem, your self-worth, you have a mental parasite. It's feeding off of you. And the more you think about it, the more it grows. You're giving it life. The more you think about negativity, the more you produce negative thoughts. And they grow and they grow and they multiply. Negative thoughts attract other negative thoughts. That's why it's important not to feed yourself negativity because the negative thoughts that you already have in your conscious and subconscious mind, you're going to nurture those thoughts and you're going to make them produce other negative thoughts and attract other negativity. All right. They multiply. They're trying to stay alive. Mental parasites are trying to exist the same way that the physical parasites try to stay alive. And that's something that we really have to think about. We are feeding our mental parasites. So how do you know that you have a mental parasite? The same way. Sometimes you, same way you find out about your physical parasites. Sometimes you just accidentally discover them. You catch yourself saying things, acting out, behaving a certain way. And you're like, whoa, why am I doing that? Why am I thinking that? You know, you have those moments in which you have an awakening or a revelation that brings it to your attention that, wait a minute, why am I thinking this way? Why do I have this negative thought? Where did that come from? All right, because you have mental parasites. They're just sitting there. They, you know, sometimes they may be in the eggs mode. They haven't hashed yet. Sometimes they already hash and they are becoming adults. Sometimes they're reproducing, having babies. All those mental parasites. Right? So sometimes, again, you accidentally discover them. You find out that, wait a minute, why am I so negative? Because you feel yourself being negative. You feel yourself not thinking right. You're not thinking straight. You're acting strange. You're doing things that normally you wouldn't do. All that comes from the mental parasites that you have in your mind. Okay, they show symptoms eventually. You start putting two and two together. You start discovering a pattern. You start noticing habits, routines, a way of life, a way of thinking. And sometimes you notice a symptom, but you don't know it's a symptom. You don't know it's a problem until somebody brings it to your attention. Okay. And sometimes you have to go to a doctor 
a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist, a counselor for them to bring it to your attention that you have mental parasites. Those mental parasites are clouding your judgment. They're distorting your vision. They're giving you a negative perspective on life. You're experiencing depression, a sense of hopelessness. You feel powerless, you feel helpless because of the way that you're perceiving the world. Sometimes people just have to bring it to your attention. Other times you just have to keep experiencing a negative state. You go from bad to worse. You get to the point where you're very uncomfortable and uneasy in your own head because your vision is clouded. Your mind is just, you feel like you're going crazy with these negative thoughts, negative ideas. And you're trying to think, why is it that you can't think of anything positive? Why you can't be creative and come up with the beautiful things in life? Why you can't see the glass as half full? Why do you always have to see it as half empty? Why are you always focusing on the negative? You discover that and you find out it's a problem. Lastly, you just get tired of thinking a certain way. We all get to that level where we want to change. Okay? Certain things are going on in our lives and, and we keep attracting negativity. We keep experiencing negativity and we're like, you know what? I don't want to think this way anymore. You catch yourself. It's the same way that sometimes when you are physically dirty, you haven't taken a bath yet, or maybe you're working in the yard or you're running, you're playing sports, and you could literally smell yourself and you're like, you know what? It's time for me to take a bath. I don't want anybody smelling me like this. I smell nasty. It's the same way. Mentally, you can feel nasty. Your thoughts are nasty. You're being fed foul things. You have decadent thoughts. Thoughts that are spoiled. They're no good. And you're sick of it. You're tired of it. And you want to have something positive. You want to feel positive. But you can't feel positive with negative thoughts. So you have to go cleanse your mind. The same way you would clean your body. You have to go cleanse your mind. Get rid of the toxicity, the toxicity in your head. Get rid of the irrational thoughts, the intrusive thoughts, the limiting beliefs. Things that make no sense. You've got to get rid of those things. You cannot entertain negative thoughts when they come. You can't feed into that because you're actually feeding negativity and you're allowing them to grow, to become bigger than life. Then they multiply. So you cannot entertain it. You have to dismiss it. You have a crazy thought, get out of here. I'm not going to entertain that. Now you could try to understand where it could be coming from. It can be that that is a way to distract you because negative thoughts come to take your joy away take your happiness away take your peace away take your prosperity away so you got to check it you're like wait a minute what are you trying to stop me from 
getting? What kind of blessings are you trying to stop me from having negative thought? Sometimes you got to challenge the negative thought. Well, you know, where you coming from? You're sitting there and you get this crazy thought. You're like, what, what, what is that? Get out of here. I'm not going to entertain that. I'm not going to be distracted because I have better things to focus on. I'm going to put my attention on positivity, on things that are going to help me grow and become better as a person, as a human being, as a man, as a woman, as a mom, as a dad, as a husband, as a wife, as a partner, intimate partner, a best friend. I'm going to make myself better. I'm not going to entertain that. So a lot of times the mental parasites want to act up. When you're trying to do something, when you're trying to get rid of them, when you're trying to break all the negative habits that you have, when you're trying to get rid of the pattern, those parasites don't want to die. Those mental parasites don't want to die. So they're going to fight to stay alive. They're going to come stronger. And that's when you're going to have to be more determined and you're going to have to use your free will to get rid of them. Get out of here. I'm not going to entertain you. When your blessing is coming, you have all these thoughts of hopelessness, thoughts of feeling helpless. You get a thought, then you get a feeling. Feelings are created by thoughts. So you get that thought, everything is just depressing. You want to give up so you can feel that way so you can give up. But no, that's when you have to have the will to overcome any type of mental parasites. Now, if you can't do it by yourself, then you're going to have to go get some help. Go to a counselor, go to a therapist, go to a psychologist, go to a life coach, go to a spiritualist, Whatever you need to do to help you get rid of those mental parasites, you're going to have to do it. Most importantly, you have to guard your mind. Don't feed yourself negativity. Stop listening to that nasty foul music. Stop watching those horror movies. Stop listening to those sad, depressing stories that your friends tell you. Stop reading the magazines with all those horrible stories. You have to guard your mind so you won't get mental parasites. It's very important. You have to keep your mind clear. You got to take care of your mental garden. You got to get rid of the weeds, the mental weeds, the mental parasites, the mental fog, all the things that try to confuse you. All the things that worry you, all the things that bring you doubts, self-doubt, all the things that get rid of your self-confidence to make you not believe in yourself, believe in your own power. You have the power to control your mind. Your mind is not supposed to be controlling you. All right, so when you have these mental parasites, you got to get rid of them. Get rid of the mental parasites. They got to go. You got to do a mental detox, right? The mental detox is internal. You're taking 
inventory, finding out all the things that are no good for you internally that you have allowed inside, you have internalized, you're going to have to learn to let those things go because they're not serving you in any way. Okay. Now, sometimes you're not the one that is bringing those things into your life. You have other people around you who are feeding you, who are exposing you, who are bringing you into their mess. They always got something negative to tell you. They always try to drain you mentally. After you speak to these people, you just want to go lay down. So as part of your detoxification to get rid of these mental parasites, you may have to get rid of some people out of your life because they're the ones who are bringing you the mess. Okay. So now let's talk about emotional parasites. We got a lot of emotional parasites walking around. Emotional parasites. They're everywhere. Emotions. Now, a parasite is something that's negative that's not really serving you. <clears throat> now, emotions, all emotions, definitely, they all have <clears throat> a purpose. Okay? Happiness is a purpose. Sadness is a purpose. All right? Confusion. <clears throat> that's a purpose. All of the emotions have a purpose. Now, when does a emotion become an emotional parasite? An emotional parasite is an emotion that serves you no good. Right? You're not learning anything from that emotion. It's not trying to teach you something about yourself. It's not giving you an insight on what's going on in your environment, in your circumstance, in your relationship, in your life. If it's not serving you a good, then it is a emotional parasite, right? Emotions are neutral. They're not good or bad. They teach us things about ourselves, about our lives, about our situation. But when you have an emotion that all it does, it brings you pain and sorrow and depression and it just makes you feel bad and you're not gaining anything else, then that is an emotional parasite. It's feeding off of you. It's feeding off of you. Now let's talk about two emotional parasites. Two emotional parasites. Fear. Fear is an emotion that's supposed to help you assess a situation to see if there's any danger. If you're afraid, it's a natural self-preservation instinct because there may be danger lurking somewhere. So that fear is supposed to help you find out what's going on to see if you are in physical danger, emotional danger, mental danger, spiritual danger, financial danger, social danger. All right, that's what that fear is supposed to do help you identify the problem so you can solve it so you can go back to being normal. But when you have irrational fears, when you have fear that's not based on any type of real threat, it's all in your imagination. It's something that you're making up, something that you're assuming, something that's not accurately being interpreted. You got a misinterpretation going on. 
When you have that, it's ir- irrational fear. You're afraid all the time. You're scared of everything. You think of the worst case scenario. It's always something bad, something doom, gloom, something disastrous is getting ready to happen. You're always expecting calamity. It's always an accident in the making. Then you have an emotional parasite. It's an emotional parasite. It's not there to help you. It's there to help itself. It's using you as a host. That negative emotion is growing and it has a life of its own. It went rogue. It's not serving its original intent. Emotion is supposed to tell you what's going on. It's supposed to tell you what's happening. What's what's really happening. <clears throat> but if it's just scaring you, just to be scaring you, is keeping you in a constant, constant state of fear, then that is an emotional parasite. It's an emotional parasite. And you need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of it. All right, and you do have things, situations, and people that may trigger the emotional parasite. Now, how do we get emotional parasites? Usually, we get emotional parasite through trauma. Okay, we experience a traumatic event, something that was horrible. It could be some type of abuse. Okay, you were threatened, you were abandoned, you were neglected, you were assaulted. You were deprived, you were hurt, you were injured. Any type of traumatic experience can cause an emotional parasite. Okay, you were shocked. Okay, you went into a state of survival mode. You were raised in poverty. You were in a dysfunctional environment, dysfunctional parents, dysfunctional household. You're exposed to domestic violence. Sexual abuse, sexual trauma, sexual assault, rape, molestation, incest. All right, all those things. Living in constant deprivation, you don't have your basic needs. All those things can create an emotional parasite because you're constantly going through negative emotions. And after a while, you keep feeding the negativity, negativity is going to grow. The negativity is going to grow. So, this is what happened. We're constantly experiencing negative emotions and we're feeding negativity and we have negative emotions and they ain't going nowhere. They found a nice place in your heart, in your mind. You have internalized all the negativity and you brought it in. Not that I'm blaming anyone because if you've gone through all that, you're a victim. Okay, but somehow you get stuck in that victimhood. You develop a victim mentality you begin to identify with that condition with that experience you begin to like the way it feels not that you want to be traumatized or you want to be hurt you want to be deprived you want to be injured you want to be a victim you don't want that but you have grown accustomed to being in that negative state and this is all you know so it becomes familiar and comfortable And sometimes we get comfortable and we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. So some people get comfortable with fear. They're used to living in fear. So it becomes the default state, right? So 
That's what's being fed emotionally and that's what grows. So those fears develop a life of their own and they become irrational fear because originally you had the fear because there was a situation, but guess what? You're no longer in that situation, but you're still harboring, you're still holding on to, you're still keeping those fears, All right? So we have these stagnant emotions that we have not learned to release. We have not learned to let go because we're holding on to them, we're feeding them, and they have a life of their own, okay? Another emotion that we just hold on to that grows and becomes an emotional parasite is anger. Anger. We're so angry. We're so upset. Maybe because we were in a bad situation, <clears throat> like I said, in a traumatic past situation, in a situation that wasn't really good for us. And we feel that we need to hold on to it. We're not ready to let it go. Anger. You feel justified. You were hurt. You were abused. You were taken advantage of. You were disrespected. So you feel angry. And you want to hold on to that anger. You don't want to let it go for nothing in the world. You feel like if you let it go, somehow there's an injustice that's happening. If you let it go, somehow <clears throat> you failed. If you let it go, somehow you a coward, you gave up. Somehow, if you let it go, the other person wins. But no, hold on to that anger. That anger no longer serves you. It becomes an emotional parasite. It no longer serves you. That anger was to warn you that something is going on that you need to address immediately. Right? Maybe you never addressed it. That's why that anger lingered. It's called unresolved issues. And that's the reason why you hold on to that anger because you never really address the problem. And now the problem is no longer there. That was 20 years ago. That was 50 years ago. That was five years ago. That was two years ago. But you're holding on to that anger as if, you know, whatever it was, it's still happening. And it's not happening in the here and the now. It's a past. So that anger becomes an emotional parasite. It's feeding off of you. It won't let you go. It won't let you go. It's holding on to you. And it's feeding off of you. It's growing. You're becoming angry all the time. Now, you used to be angry when you were triggered. Maybe when you heard about something. Or when you saw something. Or when you smelled something. Now, the anger consumes you. <clears throat> the anger just takes over. And now you're angry all the time. Because you have an emotional parasite. You have something feeding off of you. An emotional parasite. Anger can become an emotional parasite. If you don't learn to address the problem that caused the anger. And learn to let it go. Learn from it. Let yourself process it. And then let it go. Now, one more emotion that can definitely become an emotional parasite is hate. Oh, yes, that is the big one. A lot of people have hate as an emotional parasite. They feel justified. Fear and anger will produce hate. Those are the three buddies, fear, anger, and hate. You have fear, you have anger, you definitely going to see hate. Okay, now hate will definitely 
drain the life out of you. Hate is an emotional cancer. It just eats away at all other emotion until it consumes the host. You become ugly with hate. People feel justified when they hate. They hate this person. It's a deep, passionate emotion. That hate may be because you were violated. Maybe you were used, you exploited, you were abused. Somebody did you dirty. Somebody did you wrong. And during that time, you had the right to feel that because that was your alert. That was your emotional alarm clock ringing. That was your emotional alarm clock going off telling you, listen, something is wrong. Something is wrong. You need to address this. You need to find out what's going on. That's why you had that hate. But guess what? You didn't resolve that. You didn't deal with it. The situation is gone 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and you're holding on to that hate. Now it's just a stale emotion. And it becomes what? An emotional parasite. Right? And sometimes you internalize the hate that people give you. Sometimes it's not even your hate. You ain't trying to hate on nobody, but because you are hated, other people give you so much hate. They throw so much hate at you. And sometimes it's not people, it's circumstance. It's situations. Unfortunate series of events that lead to you feeling the hate. You feel deprived. You feel used. You feel abused. You feel taken advantage of. And that can cause you to internalize the external hate. So you become hateful. Not because you choose to be hateful, but because you are internalizing the negativity that's around you that is producing hate. So we have to learn to let these emotional parasites go. Fear, anger, and hate. Now, when we feel them, we have to find out what's going on. Investigate. Do your research. Find out where these emotions are coming from and resolve the issue that's causing them. The hate The anger, the fear, those things are symptoms of a greater problem. Okay, those emotions are just there to to sound that bell, that alarm. Woo, woo, it's time for you to pay attention. Don't neglect that. When you feel hate, anger, or fear, don't neglect it. Find out what's going on, right? And once you find out what's going on, address it, solve it, learn from it, and move on. Let it go. Don't let those things build because if they do... You're not going to be able to let go. You got to be able to learn to forgive yourself and forgive others. Let it go. Forgiveness for others is setting yourself free. Because as long as you hold on to that hate, that anger, that fear, you're not going to be able to live a positive, productive, and healthy life. You're going you're gonna to allow those things to consume you, to take over. So that's why it's good to forgive someone so you can learn to let it go. Okay, it's kind of hard to let go if you don't forgive. So that forgiveness is not so much for them. It's for you to let it go. So you'll be able to move forward and enjoy the rest of the emotional spectrum. You're not stuck in hate, anger, and fear. 
all right? That emotional parasite is going to try to keep you stuck because it needs to feed. Remember, it's a parasite. The more you think about it, the more life you're giving it. You're giving it energy. You're feeding it. You're feeding it. That's what's going on. So we want to get rid of that. How do you get rid of it? You got to do a detox. You got to detox the emotional well. You got to do a cleansing in your emotional space. You got to get rid of all that stuff, the hate, the fear, the anger. Let it go. Okay? You can address a problem without holding on to hate, fear, and anger. Once you identify the problem, you no longer need these emotions because they were there to alarm you. You already know. So let go. All right? You have to do an emotional detoxification in order for you to get rid of all those emotional parasites. Now, let's talk about something that a lot of people don't think about and they don't really want to talk about unless they're religious or spiritual. So we're going to talk about spiritual parasites. Now, some people don't believe in the spiritual realm. I mean, obviously, as human beings, you know, we are multi-layered and we exist on different levels. You know, again, we talk about the physical body, the physical plane, the mental plane, the mental body. We talk about the emotional plane, the emotional body, and we basically understand how we can have parasitic infestation on all those different levels. So why not on the spiritual we are spiritual beings, meaning that we do have a soul. Okay, we have a spirit. We have something that animates the body, this life force, this energy. Everything is energy. Basically, that's what it is. We see lights and we interpret those lights to mean this or that. Okay, but on the basic level, it's all about energy. It's all about energy. All right, so in the energy body, in our spiritual body, we can also have spiritual parasites. A lot of people don't understand that. We do have spiritual parasites. We do have other entities on the energetic level that are draining our life force. That are affecting us on that spiritual energetic level. And a lot of people don't know about that. You, you get disturbed. You feel off. You feel something is not right. Sometimes you could even feel a presence. You feel that something is bothering you. And sometimes when you go around certain people, you can feel their energy. And they may not be doing anything to you directly. Physically, they're not doing anything. They may not even open their mouth. They may not, you know, do anything. They could just be sitting there. But you feel that energy coming from them. All right, we're talking about spiritual parasites. We do have spiritual parasites. These things are real. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't acknowledge it. Because they don't acknowledge it, they think it's not real, it doesn't exist. But that's not true. Now, because we don't see the microscopic world, does it mean that the microscopic world doesn't exist? No. Before the invention of the microscope, we knew nothing about the microscopic world. We knew nothing. We were getting sick and we didn't know why we were getting sick. We didn't know that the microbes were in our bodies, the ones that are parasitic, they were causing us to be sick. We had a dis-ease state. There was an, a balance in our bodies. We were off. All right. The same thing is going on with the spirit. 
We are spiritual beings. We are energetic beings. And we do have other energies that are negative. They're parasitic. They're not here to contribute something positive to your existence, to your survival. They're not here to help you prosper and grow and develop. They're there to stun your growth. They're there to not help you progress. They're there to help you regress. They're trying to take your joy, your happiness, your health, your spiritual health. Now, we call those things spiritual parasites. Or you can call it negative attachments. Those things come around us. We, we draw negative energy. Now, how do you get negative energy? Negativity exists. Depends on your frequency, your vibration level. If you operate at a higher frequency, then you're positive. If you're, high, if you're vibrating at a lower frequency, then you're negative. Is that bad or good? It's not bad or good. It just is. So if you want to vibrate at a higher frequency, you want to experience the positivity, the love, the health, the joy, the peace, all the good things, you got to be able to raise your energy level. You have to raise your frequency. And how do you do that? You have to surround yourself with positivity. And one of the main type of positivity is love, joy, laughter, happiness, positive thoughts, things that are producing positive results. That's how you raise your frequency. That's how you align yourself to positive energy. But if you're constantly aligning yourself to negative things, negative people, negative places, those things are producing negative energy and you're around it all the time. Guess what? You're going to internalize that. So you're going to have negative attachments. Negativity is going to attach to your energy field. That's what's happening. All right. You are attracting negativity. You're like a a, a negative magnet. You're just sucking up all the negative energy. Next thing you know, you're in a negative vortex, just going round and round. You caught up is spiritual parasites. So we do have spiritual parasites, negativity that's trapped, that cannot get out. We're drawing negative energy and we're keeping it. That becomes energetic parasites, spiritual parasites. All right, so we do have that. It's real. All right, the same way we have to get a detoxification. We got to be able to release all the negativity. Okay, we got to be able to recognize, acknowledge it, see it. When you're feeling down, you're feeling tired emotionally, mentally, physically, you're feeling drained, you're feeling helpless and hopeless, like nothing good seems to be happening for you. You may have a spiritual parasite. You feel like, you know, you're not by yourself. There's something else in you that's not right. You may be harboring negative energy. Okay, everything is negative. You feel negative, you think negative, you do negative, you act out negative. It's negative, 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 negative. If you're in a constant negative state, you definitely may be entertaining spiritual parasites, emotional parasites, mental parasites, physical parasites. Those are real. Those are real. So we have to be able to surround ourselves in positivity, do a spiritual cleansing, a spiritual bath, a ritual bath, 
to literally physically cleanse your body. And also those things have spiritual properties that could also cleanse your spirit, your mind, your heart. It's a complete detoxification when you do a spiritual bath. It's mind, body, and soul. Okay. Now let's talk about social parasites. Yes, we do have social parasites. And this is how we get all the other parasites because of the social parasites. Now, social parasites are things within the culture, things within the environment, things within our lifestyle, things within our physical environment that basically those things are toxic. They're dysfunctional. They're negative. They're evil. They're not good. So if we have social environments that are negative, you're going to have social parasites. So whenever you find yourself in those type of environments, those type of places, then you're going to be attacked. You're going to be bombarded with negativity because the environment has what? The environment has social parasite. Those things are there just waiting. Okay. We personify them. It's calling them, you know, uh, the they're not people, obviously. You know, they're not even things sometimes. It's just circumstances, situations. You know, we're not giving them a life, but they literally do. They literally do seem like they have a life of their own. So that's why we personify them. Like, yeah, those things, like they're real. They are real. Because we're talking about on an energetic level. Social environments can produce energy. I mean, energy is everywhere. A manifestation of energy. Where people are, people produce energy. And that energy is embedded in that environment. And that energy can be transferred to us. And we can internalize that negative energy and we have negative parasites. That's an oxymoron. We have parasites. Parasites are negative. Okay? So it's very important that we understand that we have to do a total detox mind body and soul and environment now social environment we definitely could see how that can produce social parasites because we have negative ideologies belief systems religion can definitely be a negative ideology a negative doctrine a negative belief because people believe that somehow they're better than everybody else all right. I mean, because of their religion, because of their politics, because of their belief systems. They think that they're safe, they're the chosen people, and you're not. Somehow they're human, and you're not human. A social environment, social environment can definitely create parasites, parasitic ideas, predatory ideas. People prey on other people with their ideas and their concepts. So that produces parasites, mental parasites. If you live in a toxic environment where there's hate and there's fear and there's anger and there's confusion, there's competition where people are cutthroat, is a survivor of the fittest. You got to kill or be killed. You got to oppress or be oppressed. If you live in that type of environment, of course, you're going to develop all type of parasitic things. You're going to attract, you're going to draw that. It's automatic. It's a given. It's by default. So we literally have to do a complete detox of our mind, body, and soul and environment and take a 
life assessment and find out what are the things that you have in your life that could be causing you to have parasites. Who are the people that you have in your life? Now, very briefly, let's talk about parasitic people. Now, parasitic people cannot produce their own joy and their own happiness. They cannot sustain a healthy lifestyle for themselves. They cannot produce their own positive well. They always have to go tap into other people's positivity in order for them to feel alive. In order for them to feel like they have a purpose. They cannot generate or produce their own energy. These people, we call them vampires. They're lacking a soul. They're lacking the passion for life. They're lacking the drive, the will, the compassion, the creativity, the spirituality. These are parasitic people. They're vampires. They want to suck the life out of other people. And these people, sometimes they pretend to be your friend. Sometimes they'll marry you, be your husband, be your wife. Sometimes they'll be your lover. All right, so let's talk about sexual uh, uh, parasites. We don't want to forget about that. Sexual parasites, some of these parasitic people, the way that they suck your energy is through sex sometimes. We have a lot of sexual parasites. They suck your energy through sex. A lot of people will come and kiss you and hug you and hold you, and they're implanting sexual parasites. Meaning that they're giving you negative energy through sex. That's all it is. Very simple. Negativity through sex. They're using sex as a way to transfer negative energy to you. That's why we call them sexual parasites. They're leaving you something that's not good. Not just an STD. It's a sexually transmitted energy. Sexually transmitted energy. Okay, people say after they have sex with somebody, they physically feel sick. They have a headache, body ache. They feel bad. They feel drained. Sometimes people have to sleep for hours after having sex with certain people because they encountered a sexual parasite that's draining their energy. So you have to be careful when you have sex with people because you have sex with a person that is infested with a sexual transmitted Parasite, not just a physical parasite. We're talking about an emotional parasite, a mental parasite, a spiritual parasite. They will pass that on to you. That's why you got to check yourself. You can't sleep with everybody, okay? Because you're picking up sexual parasites, not just a STD, not a sexually transmitted disease physically, but we're talking about sexually transmitted energy. So that person can drain you of your life force. You give them positive energy because you're positive. They feeling good. They're feeling great. That's why they want to have sex with you. You think it's an orgasm. You think it's because it feels good. No, it's because they literally are taking a piece of your life force. They're taking a piece of your spirit, your energy. That's the reason why they want to be around you. They want, they want you to be the life of the party. They want you to laugh. They want you to smile because they can suck your energy. They can suck your energy. So we did a complete review of parasites. So please check yourself to see if you have any type of parasite attachments. 
parasitic attachments, whether it be emotionally, mental, physical, spiritual, sexual, social, a complete assessment to find out where you at so you could do a detoxification to get rid of the parasites and start living a healthy, happy, and progressive life. Thank you.